Biden and senior U.S. officials, CNN is new reporting, are reiterating that Israel is trying to limit any loss of civilian life in Gaza, but the rapidly mounting death toll in Gaza is making this all the more challenging. U.S. Secretary of State Tony Blinken, he's returning to Israel this week as the administration continues to stress to Israeli um, officials that protecting civilians is a paramount priority in all of this. CNN's Priscilla Alvarez is joining us from the White House with more on this. Priscilla, what are you hearing about this from behind the scenes? What's the questions and what's the conversation at the White House right now? Kate, U.S. officials are keenly aware that they are facing tough questions here, and they're also walking a tight rope. They are maintaining that Israel uh, plans to contain or that they are at least communicating to Israel to contain casualties, to protect innocent civilians. But they are also grappling with the images of destruction in Gaza, especially after what occurred yesterday at that refugee camp, which really vividly captured the tightrope that administration officials are uh, walking here. Now, U.S. officials are concerned, and those concerns have prompted them to ratchet up pressure on Israel to, again, contain uh, in, contain casualties and protect those innocent civilians. And it goes all the way up to President Biden, who relayed concerns in his call with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu over the weekend, again, telling him he has the right uh, to defend Israel, but that the rules of war need to be followed and that they need to protect innocent civilians at all costs. But again, when we hear from U.S. officials publicly, oftentimes there is that expression of empathy, but there is also an underscoring of allowing Israel to defend itself and take a listen to what National Security Council spokesman John Kirby had to say about that yesterday. Unlike Russia and Ukraine, and unlike what Hamas did on the 7th of October, the killing of civilians is not a war aim of Israel. I'm not denying that it's happening. Now, I, I, of course it is. What I can tell you is that we have indications that they are trying. Um, I, I'm not predicting that in, on any given day they aren't going to fail to meet their own expectations about killing civilians. Um, sadly, our own experience as a military over the last 20 years has shown us that even with our best intentions and all the efforts that we put in to avoiding civilian casualties, we still cause them. Um, and it's tragic each and every time. Now, aides to the president believe that these warnings are delivered more effectively in private, but we are hearing more of that publicly and privately. And of course, the other reality here is that there are rifts within the own president's party about what is the support for Israel. And so all of that weighing on uh, the White House as it also faces these difficult questions. Priscilla at the White House for us. Thank you, John. All right, with us now is Mark Regev, senior advisor to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Ambassador, thank you so much for being with us. Since the airstrike on the Jabalia refugee camp that you say was targeting a key Hamas leader, uh, Bolivia has cut diplomatic ties with Israel. Chile and Colombia have recalled their ambassadors as a result of this airstrike. What's your reaction to that? We took out a key Hamas commander who was involved in the butchery that we experienced on October 7th. Uh, he was a commander of the forces that raped, that burnt people alive, that massacred the young people who were at the music concert in a, in a ravine in a, uh, with machine guns. Uh, he, he, he was part of an operation where uh, uh, parents were murdered in front of their children and uh, conversely, children were murdered in front of their parents. Uh, people were beheaded. This man is also responsible for the bringing back of the 
over 240 Israeli uh, hostages who were kidnapped and taken to Gaza. Uh, he was a worthy target, and I'm glad that we have reached him and taken him out. How do you explain the world reaction to the fact that three weeks ago, Hamas terrorists killed 1,400 people inside Israel? They're holding, as you just said, 240 hostages, you estimate by your account. Even with all that, these countries are cutting diplomatic ties with you. How do you explain that? Well, I don't have to explain their decisions. They have to explain it. But I frankly just don't understand uh, what such uh, uh, could be based on. It's, it's irrational. Here is a democratic country that was brutally attacked by terrorists who behaved like, uh, to use the words of the German chancellor, who behaved like Nazis. They butchered, they massacred, they raped, they beheaded, they burned people alive. We are fighting back against this group of terrorists, cutthroats, and and uh, and so we're, uh, we're, they broke off relations with us. And, and and for people who care about the Palestinians, and I know there are many people across the international community who, who, who sincerely care about the fate of the Palestinians, they have to ask, what has Hamas done for the Palestinians? It said no to any peace with Israel, no to negotiations. An extremist, militant, uh, a, a totally inflexible approach that says my country must be destroyed and every Israeli is a legitimate target for murder. But more than that, what have they done for the people of Gaza? They've been in power for 16 years. They've been running the Gaza Strip. They've brought pain, they've brought suffering, and they've brought impoverishment to the people of Gaza. When this is over and we've defeated Hamas, and we will, it'll be better for the people of southern Israel, of course, who won't have to live next to this terror enclave, uh, next to Hamas and its, and its violence and its brutality. But ultimately, it will also be better for the people of, of Gaza, who deserve better than this, this terrible terrorist regime, this ISIS uh, uh, on steroids regime. They deserve better, too. Do you have an estimate for how many civilians were killed in Jabalia in this airstrike? I, I don't yet, but I've seen the video, and I've seen the video that you've shown the viewers on CNN, and I see a lot of men of military age. Most of the civilians, we understand, uh, heeded our advice and evacuated the camp. And that was a, uh, the facility we struck was not just a, a commander, there wasn't just a senior commander there, but there was also um, uh, other, many, many Hamas operatives. And if we got them, that's good. We don't target civilians, we target Hamas's military machine. We, we target Hamas's command and control. That the Hamas-controlled Ministry of Health is saying that we've killed civilians, I'm sorry. Uh, it's possible they, they were caught up in the crossfire. But the way that they tell their story, and of course, once again, the Hamas-controlled Ministry of Health, it's only civilians that we've killed. That's obviously ridiculous. That's not factual. There have been pictures that have been released of, of children carrying children from that, and we see images of body bags here. Uh, are you suggesting that all of these body bags we're looking at are, are Hamas terrorists? We know, no, we know that there was an underground bunker there right and the hamas of course doesn't work according to a building code where they worry about civilian structures it's possible that when we hit right that when we hit the underground uh, headquarters of hamas that caused because it's the underground tunnels it caused other structures to fall right we don't want to see collateral damage we do our best to avoid collateral damage mm. it's possible it happened and i'm very sorry and, and sincerely mm. we don't want to see 
civilian casualties. We don't want to see children, definitely not, caught up in the crossfire between us and the Hamas fighters. But you know, this can finish tomorrow. This this whole conflict can be over tomorrow if if Hamas you know, throws down its weapons, agrees to disarm, and and returns all the hostages. All the fighting is over then, then and there. The only reason we're fighting now is because Hamas brutally attacked, invaded Israel, and butchered our people. And, and we're saying we won't stand for it anymore. We won't live next to this terror enclave. And as long as Hamas remains a brutal threat, we will fight it. But this can end tomorrow. Hamas just has to disarm and give back, free all the hostages. Ambassador, there are, for the first time, people leaving Gaza through the Rafah crossing. We've seen pictures of it over the last several hours. I'm wondering what Israel's role has been in this. And we are hearing just a few minutes ago that one of the things that complicated negotiations up until this point was that Hamas wanted a guarantee that it would be able to get some of its injured fighters out of Gaza. What can you tell us about that? So I can tell you straight away, this issue was discussed already at the very beginning of the conflict. That's more than two weeks ago. I remember it came up in discussions when Secretary Blinken was here on his first trip. So that's, that's maybe 20 days ago, something like that. And we already agreed then to the, to, the, to the exit of all the foreign passport holders, American passport holders, out of the passport. We've got no reason to keep any civilian in the Gaza Strip. It was Hamas that up until now has said no to that. It was Hamas that sort of kept them there, not as like the Israeli hostages who are in dungeons, but refused to allow these people to leave. Uh, I think if Hamas has allowed them to leave today, and only some of them I understand, it's because they're under pressure. And we're going to keep ratcheting up with that pressure until Hamas releases uh, everyone who wants to leave Gaza and, and uh, releases all our hostages, of course. And, and uh, we will continue hitting them hard. We will destroy their military machine and we will end their political control over Gaza. And as I said a moment ago, that's not just good for Israel. That's good for the Gazans, too. Ambassador Mark Regev, we do appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.